Hello, listeners. This is Ben speaking. I'd just like to put a little disclaimer at the start of this episode. We did have some audio issues. Unfortunately, when we got to the end of the episode, Trevor realized he'd been recording the whole time through his Oculus Rift, of all things. So, uh, hopefully it doesn't bother you too much. And here's the episode. Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. And we also have a guest with us this week. Uh, we have Alex Winter from the Dice Hard podcast. Uh, yeah. Alex, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Dice Hard and, and other things you're involved with? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yep, uh, my name's Alex Winter. Um, I do a Dice Hard podcast, which is a, a podcast that basically turns a movie into a board game every episode, and we have random guests on, and we have a really good time doing it. We just recorded a Mad Max the other day, which is really, really, really good game. Um, <laughs> awesome. I'm also, You're going to have to listen to that one. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it, it'll be in January, though, so it's a while away. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Jeez, you, oh, you guys have a buffer, huh? Yep, easy. We don't have wow. to do current events. It's just choose a movie and go for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I also am heavily in- involved in the board game design industry in Australia. Um, I'm currently the president of the Tabletop Game Designers of Australia, which has about 1,400 members at the moment, and we'll have a booth at PAX and everything. So that's pretty exciting. Ooh, nice. Fantastic. We will come and visit you. Awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of think of Dice Hard as a little bit of a, of a sister podcast to ours or brother podcast, I guess, sibling podcast. It's, uh, we came across you and you have just a very, uh, obviously a very similar imp- improvisational kind of turning one thing into another kind of idea. So it yeah. all happens on the episode. Yeah. We all, we all pitch the idea and then sort of work it out as we go. And it probably takes yep. about 40 minutes, but at the end, end usually an okay game. The Mad Max one was awesome, though. Yeah. See, I'm just impressed that you stick to the same idea and really develop it for 40 minutes. We, we like, get to five minutes and we're like, okay, we've run out of ideas. Let's click <laughs> move again. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, move on. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of that, I think we'll, sh- we'll start into Click Pitch. Uh, for those who are just joining us, Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we'll click refresh and get a new word. And we will turn the combination of those three words, in this case, into a game design. Oh, we're using three. And like I said, if it's not going anywhere after a few minutes, we'll click again. Awesome. All right, Trevor, do you want to kick us I'll off? I'll do the others. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> okay, my word is agency. I've got dustpan. 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 Yeah. Visitor. Visitor. <laughs> Ag- agency, dustpan, visitor. Okay. My immediate thought is some sort of cleaning gremlin that comes in the night uh, to 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 an an agency of some sort. I don't know, maybe like a marketing agency or something. Some sort of office building. I'm I'm liking Central Intelligence Agency. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's a good way to take it. I was sort of thinking with visitor. South Park used to call aliens visitors. So maybe it's I was a, thinking it's alien. A, yeah. Okay. Okay. We can go aliens, but he's still cleaning because he's got a dustpan. Yeah. He or she or yeah. it. So instead of just replace gremlin with alien and go. 
I, I, I saw an alien agency that would come, sort of. You, you'd hire them. They're like a, a cleaning oh. agency. Alien cleaning agency. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. So, the some sort of intergalactic cleaning service. Yep. You can... So, what's... They clean moons and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Our moon's got a lot of crap on it. Can you just get up there? It's got some footprints or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody somebody's stomped these footprints all the way across this moon. Yeah. <laughs> they left all this junk they left all this junk up there. There's some sort of flag or something. Just just clean it all up and throw it in. Throw it in your alien dumpster. Some someone keeps firing these rovers at my planet and my planet's nice <laughs> and red and I just don't want any of these tracks anywhere. <laughs> they could at least send a Roomba. <laughs> So, so we're thinking that we play obviously employees of this agency. Um, what what's the gameplay looking like? How how are we controlling them? And and what's the I, sort I reckon goal? we'd be the agency, and we we choose pick and choose jobs. You base base it on how difficult it is. Try and get up a good good infrastructure. Okay, so it's sort of you're running the agency yep. as a whole yep. and hiring and firing and yeah, yeah buying yeah. equipment. You can't have lazy aliens; they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that the different alien species then kind of have different specialties. Yep. Like some of them yeah. are really good at, uh, you know, dusting moons. Uh, you could have one that just eats planets and you're like, oh, sorry, your, your planet's just too dirty. Yeah, your planet's been written off. It's too damaged. Yep. <laughs> it's too dirty. That asteroid that hit it and killed half the life on it just, uh, no, we can't cover that. So. No. But we can give you a lot of money for the spare parts. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Break it down for, for junk. You just have to wait three weeks for it to come out the other end. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what what does come out the other end of a giant planet-eating creature? What's the waste from it? I don't think we Comets. Go into it. <laughs> Moon. <laughs> Moon. <laughs> An asteroid belt. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, re- that's really cool. Uh, yeah, so it's sort of management sim kind of thing. Yeah, a sim. Yeah, what, watching your watching your little deliver well, your little tr- trucks agency with your, your banner on the side, which of course you can design your little spaceships flying around the the solar system yeah. or the galaxy. Okay, so I'm just wondering should should there be like a certain mode that you can get into that is kind of like XCOM Enemy Unknown, except you're playing the um you're playing the enemies uh, the, the cleaners. <laughs> you have to go do the actual yeah, cleaning the, as the well. Cleaners. Oh, uh, th- that's okay. That's when you get up to the higher levels, and it's sort of the other definition of cleaners, which is like just totally just take out. <laughs> yeah, like c- come down and-, and clean up some rebel force on the planet. Yeah, actually, it could you could do that too. Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a dirty planet. It could be you know dirty cops or yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. It just escalates as you go through the game. <laughs> it's like init- initially, it literally is just. Someone dropped some litter on my moon, uh, and then later, and later on, it's like this government needs cleaning up. And, and then later on, uh, the human race is a virus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need a Death Star. We yeah. need to vaccinate now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like that's the last level or something. That's just one of the random levels in between. Is that you eradicate the human race? It's just one of the filler filler, filler levels. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't realize until you've done until you get there. In one level, you end up with like uh, the bureaucratic aliens from um, 
for Rick and Morty. <laughs> I think you're going to do some sort of job oh, for it's them. Ripe, ripe for Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. Futurama jokes. Um, get hired by, what was it? Dupe. <laughs> was that it? Um, the Democratic Order of Planets or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I, th- I think we've, I think we've sucked the juice out of that one. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> Let's click again. Suck that well dry. Yeah. One click. <laughs> Ooh. Mill. Necking. Necking? <laughs> yeah. With an N? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mine's, my word was scenery. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just seeing like a, a miller's daughter. And like a stable boy necking behind the old mill, watching scenery. So <laughs> a dating simulator. No, it's a Pretty kissing. It's just- a kissing simulator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to have one of those motion-activated tongues that you can interact with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here you go. It's, it's a cu- it's a custom peripheral. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, the little screen comes up and says, before playing the game, make sure to moisten your tongue <laughs> peripheral appropriately <laughs> to, to taste. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there on that one. <laughs> there's, there's only two ways, right? I, th- I think you had the right. You've you got, like, this nice scenic mill and, and landscape, and you've got yeah, the miller's daughter either cutting someone's head off or making out with them. Well, uh, so I maybe we try to subvert it a little bit, and that's the opening scene. Is it's the classic, the miller's daughter, the stable boy behind the mill. Uh, but then for necking, we take it that the miller's daughter is actually a vampire. Vampire, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, you knew where I was going. To. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess it's nighttime then, <laughs> or they're inside the mill. Maybe they're inside the mill. I'm not sure where scenery comes in, because vampires are mostly out at night. They probably don't get much scenery. Maybe that's the goal. Maybe the goal is to find the cure, the cure, the spell, or something that's going to let you go out in the day because you're just really into scenery. <laughs> maybe you're, maybe she's a vampire that paints. And she just she's tired she's of painting. Really in, wants to interiors. see the sunrise. Yeah, she just wants to wants to paint a nice mountain, you know, hill hillside scene. <laughs> then we can bring painting in as a game mechanic as well. Somehow. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, everyone can break out their, what What was it, the U-Draw tablets? <laughs> it's a little bit of- oh, yeah, um, more, cu- more peripherals needed, of course. Draw with friends. You only get to start in primary colours and then you have to pay extra to get the secondary colours. <laughs> yep, yep. Classic microtransaction <laughs> strategy, for sure. Um, basically, because, because I'm seeing that this is a mill- and, you know, mills aren't really used nowadays, so I'm seeing it as maybe the 1300s. So you, you were saying before about her painting interiors. Well, she's just sick of painting, like, pure black <laughs> because there's no light in there. They, they had candles. Come on. <laughs> Lan- she's she's a Lanterns, perhaps. Actually, I learned making a candle was a lot of effort back in the day. Oh, I know. I've been to Sovereign Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you use the really expensive stuff, which came from Wales, then the candles wouldn't last very long. But oh, may- maybe she's um she's killing all these people so that her dad can use their fat to make. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Is he a vampire too, or he's just like helping his vampire daughter out because she needs light <laughs> to paint by? Exactly. <laughs> I I th- I think that um she got stricken down by this curse. Yep. And. You know, he now just tries to tries to help her out by making 
human-scented candles, and um, gets her canvases. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, black well, that, paint. Yeah. Well, I mean, the canvas is just human skin. Like, <laughs> use every part of. Yeah, that's true. Use true. every part of the victim. <laughs> Reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. <laughs> every good vampire's <laughs> code. She uses the leftover blood for paint. Oh, that's like, true. She can mix, paint it black and paints. red. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is she can't do self-portraits because she doesn't show up in the mirror, so it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, she so. doesn't know what she looks like anymore. So, what's the gameplay here? I'm, I'm almost thinking this would be, like, because that's sort of a, an interesting setup, world-building kind of thing then, with a bit of narrative there. Is this a bit of a kind of um, open-world sort of- Exploration sort of thing? Yeah, so the exploration, I like so. um, hunting at night through the through this small town and attacking people in dark alleys. I re- there has dragging, to be having to drag them back. There has to be a painting element to it. I reckon. I reckon it'd be open world sort of sandbox sort of thing, and you you go around. You have to like kill people. Maybe you can kill people for certain colors, and then every time you get to a certain <laughs> waypoint. You know, you have to paint a picture there, and all your friends can do the same thing, and then you can go and look at the pictures that your friends made at that certain waypoint, because you'd be looking out at the scenery. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I'm wondering, is it then like a sort of paint-by-numbers sort of thing, so you're, you're not having to draw this thing, because that would just be horrible? Yeah, you, you have to look at the scenery and draw it, but that's what makes it so fun. <laughs> not everyone has to be good. You've got your one artistic friend where it actually looks anything like the scenery and all of the rest. It's just dicks. <laughs> <laughs> they've written, fuck you, Trevor, on there. <laughs> yep. With, with, and it's only in black and red paint, so you're either getting a black dick or a red dick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. Well, I, I, I guess that's, after the first level, it's black and red dicks. As you go on, you unlock the other... That's true, yeah. It you unlock d- the, recipe- the recipes for other paint colours. Yeah, if you kill the baker, you can probably mix some flour and get some white. That's it, you can lighten it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Get some yeah. pink in there or something. Yeah, I like that idea of having- you unlock the resources as you go that you then have to collect to make your colours. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. <laughs> and so the, the final part of the game is you're trying to basically cure this vampiric curse- so therefore, do you have to find the person who who originally turned you, and if you kill them, then you go back no, to. I reckon you have to buy the cure. You have to go. You, you, all all these paintings, they're all giving you experience. And when you get to the final person who has the cure, you need to impress them with a portrait. I was going to say you have to paint them. Yeah, <laughs> of all the colors you collected, this is what you use them on to make the most beautiful yep. portrait you can, and you buy the cure. That's it. I like that. Except if you draw a big black dick, she doesn't give it to you. <laughs> Game over. Yep. <laughs> We're really going to have to ramp up our dick detection algorithms for this one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, so do I. All right, let's click again now. Three, two, one, click. Pig pen. What, pig man? Pig pen. Oh, pig pen. Okay, I was going to say, I wonder why Pigman was in the dictionary. <laughs> uh, Pigpen, okay, I got Greed. Ooh. And I've got Bunch. Bunch, okay, Bunch, Pigpen, and Greed. Does it have to be, it has to be about politicians, right? A bunch of them. <laughs> about what, politicians? Corrupt politicians, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Well, I heard Pigpen and I was going to Peanuts, like Charlie Brown. Ah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if Greed and... Wait, what was the old Witcher? Uh, bunch. Bunch. Okay. Greed works in corrupt politicians. Yeah, that does. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work so much for Peanuts. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about hunting out a bunch of dirty politicians? <laughs> <laughs> I just heard a really good documentary about smuggling chimpanzees, and it was really easy for people to get the certification. Like, a, it's like an official document stamped, and it's all because of corrupt yeah, politicians. Yeah. So, you know, you have to weed them out, but you have to set up stings in order to to catch people in the act. So you can set up like bribe deals and and to try to import some chimps. Oh, that that's one way. Or well, let's make them pigs, rare pigs. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right. So, uh, how is the gameplay working in this? It's sort of some sort of communication. I would, I reckon it would be like a like pre-programmed movement of the AI, and you have to sort of set mm. up the area, the pens, um, and work out how to time things so that you can catch them doing something bad. So, like you know, you you slap a pig on the butt so it starts moving. Um, you call the cops so they start coming in. Um, you have your agent that has to call them up and make sure they meet you at a certain area. And then they, you can see all this stuff sort of happening at the same time. And if it all goes well, you got them. Okay. So it's kind of like a, almost like one of those tactical games. Yeah. Like where you stare down on, like from above, like commandos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, commandos. So it's a bit more. It's a bit more real time. It's not that you've got all this time to plan. Yes. But you yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. You sort of you construct can, it. You can maybe pop. Yeah. You just have to have the right people and, and objects in the right places at the right time. I should apologise because my video game knowledge is not up to scratch. I've been playing a lot more board <laughs> games than video games. So commandos That's is probably fine. one of the most recent games <laughs> I've played. <laughs> I Besides did, League of I Legends. I did notice by the fact that you pulled a, like a 15-year-old game reference out. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it was only 15? <laughs> uh, I don't know. And it, w- it wasn't probably the most recent commander either. It was probably number two. No, nearly 20. <laughs> 90, 98. There you go. Uh, that's not true. I've played more modern games than that. That's right, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you're trying to capture these crooked co- uh, politicians by creating these stings. Do all the scenarios have to involve pigs? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I just thought pigs was good for politicians. Oh, okay. Okay. We could involve pigs as well. Yes. Maybe you, maybe it's set in a world of anthropomorphic pigs. Yes. Perfect. It's like the pig version of commandos, but they're like, <laughs> we they're not it. military. They're like, <laughs> it's like, uh, Hogmandos. It's, Antifa, it's, it's like anti, it's Antifa. It's like the anti-fascists, <laughs> but they're all pigs and they're trying to take down the corrupt politicians. It sounds uh, great. this fascist government. Cool. If you guys have a better idea, please just no, <laughs> no, 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 me. no. I like it. I'm just trying to think of what now if we're if they're all being pigs, what extra gameplay elements we can bring into that. Well, you you said anthropomorphic creatures, <laughs> <laughs> so you know you have all different types of types of people, types of oh, okay, so different types of animals. Yeah, I mean, you might have like a wolf character, yeah, who's obviously a bit yep. more vicious. Yeah, he's your sort of your. Your killer, he's your muscle. Yeah, your muscle. 
Um, Might have a weasel. You've got like, oh, yeah, there you go. I was gonna, I was gonna go rat, but weasel's even better. So do you sneaky, sneaky one? Get around, get in there, steal the, d- the documents you need for proof. Perfect. Yeah, you've got your team, your team of anthropomorphic creatures. Hey, you got it, one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that idea of, of, yeah, this sort of tactical team of animals. So it's basically Zootopia. So what would be the demolitions? What? Sorry, Trevor, the, the demolitions? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, what, um, would, what would be the demolitions? A warthog, maybe? Uh, I was going to go something like a chimp or something, something that's got some opposable thumbs to set up the <laughs> oh, yeah. squirrels packing, the, packing the in all the bombs where oh, no one squirrels. suspects. No, squirrels are just your delivery mechanism. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dying for the cause. <laughs> but you, you never want to send a letter via snail mail. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the missions, actually. You do have to send it via snail mail. So your whole mission <laughs> is just him. like distract. Just yeah, protecting this fucking <laughs> it's the it's the horrible escort quest. It's a four day mission. <laughs> Real time. <laughs> Real time. <laughs> oh, that's that's kinda neat. It is. Alright, let's uh, okay. let's click again, I think. Let's click again. Three, two, one, click. Line cloth. <laughs> Ease. Ease? E A S E? Yep. Potential. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought mine was going to be great, but then you give me this two other words. Uh, okay. So, loincloth potential. And the ease of wearing, of putting it on. And there's this a fashion-based, a, like a cave person fashion game. I, I see the loincloth as, as giving you powers, like, you know, Super Mario hats. Okay. You know, like the raccoon hat? Yeah, different loincloths. And mm-hmm. I I feel like it's one of those games where you you know how you try and chuck your penguin the furthest or you know fire your rocket the highest and you just try and get to that next oh, level every yeah. time, but you're wearing the special loincloth. Okay, I I, th- I think it has to be set in modern day as well though, and you can only wear the loincloth. So everyone's looking at you real funny. Yep, yep. Because they don't necessarily know that yep. your loincloth loincloth has special powers. They just see a person yeah, running true. around in just a loincloth. How about just like a like a loincloth superhero? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got his little. <laughs> he's, he's, I, I was going to say he's got his little something full of loincloths, but where would he store them? <laughs> he's only wearing a loincloth. In his loincloth. <laughs> in his like each loincloth contains all his other loincloths. It's a magic. <laughs> yeah. Set of loincloths, but he does yeah. have to change them, and he's also a little bit shy. Maybe he doesn't just wear a loincloth in the loin area. Oh, he just he wears loincloths sort of all over. Well, he could put one on his head. <laughs> yeah, he could yeah. put one around each arm, I guess. <laughs> it's sort of like these fancy sleeve sort of yeah like upper arm hanging off him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, loincloth sort of ease uh, of access. His, uh, shin shins. Oh, there you go. Ease ease of access. Nice. <laughs> so okay. So every time, but he does have to be, like the one. They all have different powers, but yeah, he you does have to, have to be him. wearing. Yeah, you have to be wearing the one around your waist that has the powers that you need to use. So yeah, so, you know his power. His his loincloth that gives him ice powers is the one he keeps on his left arm. And so if you if you're wearing the one that gives him flying powers, you have to, well, probably land first would be <laughs> ideal. 
and then find a place <laughs> to change where you're not flashing everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. It would be really disturbing if you have to change loincloths mid-battle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just I, I'm, dick flopping. I'm now, I'm, I'm now picturing that um, all the people that see you land <laughs> as you're flying, they go, ah! Oh! <laughs> They're just covering their eyes. They and- look up. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. It's uh whoa. I didn't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm worried about who his uh, arch nemesis is, though. If if he's like, I don't know, what's his superhero name? <laughs> if he's loincloth man. Yeah, loincloth man, I guess. Who's his arch nemesis? Is it like G-string dude? <laughs> <laughs> Either G-string dude or just nude man. It's like bikini girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 Girls can wear loincloths. I, I don't know. Yeah. Or is it just some sort of like Neanderthalic caveman-y dude? With a club. He's like, you stole all my loincloth. That's my look. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you stole my look, you bastard. So he's gone the opposite and, and he's wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good. Well, it's still modern day, right? But yep. he's, some, he's somehow this Neanderthal looking guy and he wants to wear, yeah, he maybe he used to be the loincloth person, superhero. And- or he got to this point of power via his special loincloth. Yeah, and so you, your character took it upon themselves to to uh, derobe him. <laughs> take his take his stash and and use it for your own purposes. So I'm seeing this as, a, as like an open world gameplay. I think it's got to be. Yeah, like you a- want to be flying around loincloth flapping like GTA. Yep. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking GTA. Yep. But no, I'm. I'm thinking definitely no, no like car travel or anything like that, but just a massive open world. But sometimes you'll have crime, little small crimes. Well, what, you if you put of- on one of the loincloths, you actually turn into a car. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the car is wearing a loincloth. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's just it has all it has all the because you have to show all the different coloured loincloths at all times, right? So you know which one you're selecting yep. and switching between. Yeah, totally. I'm sort of picturing a. Like, you know how in those games you'll often, to change weapons, you'll, you know, hold down left trigger or whatever and move the, the thumbstick in a circle in a particular direction. It's like that, except you, you have to know that, oh, my like, my blue freezy loincloth is on my right arm, so you have to kind of point up in that direction. So, when you're a car, you just, you have to know, like, there's one, instead of on your right arm, it's like flapping on the aerial and <laughs> instead of, you know, <laughs> instead of wearing it um, on your feet, it's... Hanging out of your boot. I don't know. What's most impressive <laughs> is when he puts on the loincloth that's similar to um, Mario's one. You know how you like shake the controller and he sort of glides down because he's spinning around really fast? <laughs> he's yes. gliding down. That's the that's the most worrying loincloth to me. Yeah, yeah, just, do, just doing the helicopter. There's no support there Keep in loincloth. What kind of support do you get in a loincloth? How's he supposed to chase people? <laughs> that would be kind of painful, I think. <laughs> Every, yes. if, you, if you if you hold down the button to run, he just gets his grimace of pain on his face. <laughs> oh, he grimaces as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you're wondering: is it is it the bounce factor, or is it the fact that he's just run over like broken glass in his bare feet? Yeah, true. Yeah, he, or unless he's got special loincloths for his feet. <laughs> <laughs> the loincloth are moving really fast. <laughs> and it's it's like one of those. Um, RPGs where you can like, you know, assign assign the loincloths to different parts of the body. 
Oh, right. So you can have multiple in use at one time, depending on depending on where on the body they're equipped. Is that it? How disturbing is yeah. it if he equips loincloths to his hands and they're the things that punch he punches you with? You're literally getting punched in the face with a loincloth over a hand. <laughs> That's like, being near his junk. Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> you you just de-equipped that from your loin area and equipped it to your hand. That's disgusting. You didn't even wash it first. It's kind of adding insult and to injury. You did it very slowly in front of you. That's just wrong. <laughs> While staring me right in the eyes. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say the eye contact was unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like great. this idea though that yeah that they wherever they're equipped that's sort of where it works so yeah if you you equipped your left hand with the the fire one and you can throw fireballs and but uh, you know it, it would make sort of it sort of makes sense to equip the flying one to your loin area because that's sort of your center of mass and it it although although if it I don't know how it flies does it spin or it flaps or something you're probably gonna you're <laughs> yeah. probably gonna get a view there like all uh, that's always a factor. <laughs> Um, and you also don't want to equip your like freezing one to your loin area because the yeah, the I was way gonna say, do you have to like hip thrust and where's the freezing yeah, exactly. bits coming from? I was gonna say you're gonna get a really inappropriate animation as you fire off yep. your free your freeze blast at the, at the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I just want to see what happens if you do equip the flying one to the feet, and you just you just see just this guy flying in the air just. I think a big part of this game, there definitely has to be a meter just for how offended everybody around you is based on how much yeah, of your totally. genitalia they've seen. Um, so, so, and, and what, so yeah, if you, if you use the flying one, you, you can put it on your hands. That's probably the safest because you sort of just lift your hand up and it, and it brings you up into the air. You can put it in your loin area, but you know, you might get a bit of visibility. You definitely don't put it on your feet because, yeah, then you just you're flying upside down uh, and you're hanging out everywhere. Um, but, but I was unless thinking, unless you have the loincloth you- of support, <laughs> you've stolen one of the g strings from the the bad guy. Yes, I was gonna I was gonna say though, if you if you do then use the freezing loincloth, then you get the benefit of shrinkage and you actually offend people less. <laughs> 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 so there's awesome. there's strategy here, you know. But 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 it is it's you know just the constant growing thrusting to to fire off the, the ice pellets. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, that that exactly. It's, like, it's, it's oh, a balance. It's a balance. Choice. You're thrusting, but you're doing it with a penis that's halfway up inside your body. So you know, well, go away. <laughs> 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 All right. On that note, <laughs> oh, I love it. Three to one click. Stealing. Orchid. Cross. Stealing orchid and yours is cross, Trevor? Yes. Okay. Crossed. Orchid is like the um the flower of death, isn't it? Oh. Okay, I oh, was I better going to check that in case I internet. I was going gets angry to a very garden based game, but I like uh where that's going a bit better. Take it a bit more metaphorically perhaps, or some sort of symbolism <laughs> yeah. symbolism there. Um, stealing and cross. So for cross, I'm I'm seeing sort of a, a religious yeah aspect. Well, I was way off. If we want to go down, you were, you were just going in the anger direction. Weren't you? Uh, I, I I guess I was trying. Um, <laughs> this has got uh, 
Love, luxury, beauty, and strength. That's what orchids oh. represent. A lily. Lily is a thing of death. Lily flower is the of death. death. Okay. Yeah. Well, we could we could go with general flower themes from orchid. Though. Yeah. No. Maybe. Let's let's go with something nice. I mean, we've had dicks, dicks, and more dicks. So. <laughs> let's, let's go with Which flower flowers. represents dicks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what do we got? Stealing cross and orchid. Okay. And orchid. Uh, Orchids are actually quite impressive flowers. They're very hard to grow, and mm. I, they mm. are expensive. Okay, so are you a thief who's stealing orchids? Or I, I was almost going down the way of having a thief who has who leaves different flowers or different types of orchids as their Ooh, calling card or something. Yeah, calling card. Um, who does he cross? Yeah. Um, you just make people really cross when you take their stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you go and steal a bunch of their flowers and you leave them one, or you're stealing like their uh, their jewelry and stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking more of a traditional thief, like, yeah, jewellery or, like, big heists art thief or something. Yeah, I like it. I don't know if you play the thief or the- maybe it's one of these games where you go back and forth, you you play the thief, but then you're also playing the person, like, investigating it. Although that yeah, might make yeah. the- I'm just trying to think, because the orchids could create some interesting puzzles based on which orchid they left and, and figuring out the, the symbolism- but if you're also playing the thief, then it might make it too, too obvious. <laughs> like, I'm going to solve this mystery that I just created. It's cool. It's like a Sherlock Holmes sort of thing where you've got this really intelligent, dedicated cat burglar and you're trying to work out exactly what he's trying to tell you. Yeah, exactly. So, like, maybe it could even be like a point-and-click adventure game sort of thing or um, or a bit like those those Sherlock Holmes games that have come out recently where you're sort of just investigating different scenes, different crime scenes, mm. dialogue trees. And you're trying to find all the pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to research and such. You have to look up stuff about orchids and- Yeah, that sounds cool. Talk to people and, and figure out, you know, that there's some personal um, relevance to them as well To as you as you sort of narrow down your, su- your list of suspects. I believe there's actually a Sherlock Holmes- board game coming out soon that does a very similar thing oh, with a, like be an integrated app. Oh, that's cool. So like, yeah. It, yeah, it'd be interesting how the mysteries would work for that. Now, the I replay, think they've got the about 450 like um, missions or something because it's based off the app. that They just yeah. upload a whole bunch of new missions or um, investigations in there. And I oh, believe awesome. that they're aiming for 600 or something like that. So wow. there's, it's very that's hard really to good. sort that's of cool. repeat that. But yeah, yeah. Um, integrated with the app and, and you actually have to do your real life research online and oh. then work out the problem. That's really cool. It's like a cooperative game sort of thing? or I think so, yeah. Like everyone, yeah. Interesting. That's cool, yeah. That sounds really cool. Okay, so how can we do something just as cool? For <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only so many orchids, so <laughs> we're a bit more limited in in, in the uh, the breadth of what we can uh, uh, give give content wise. But I'm thinking it's just a single story involving yeah the, the the orchids play a key part. Maybe it's what he leaves the orchids on. Right, that could have to do with gives you the clue. Mm. Like, mm. the orchid might be in front of a photo frame that has two people on it, and one of those people is a target for the orchid killer, orchid burglar. <laughs> I, I don't know what to call uh, it. I'm not good at nicknames. No, nah, me neither. 
it'll either, it's, it's either going to come to me or it won't. I'm not going to sit here and try, try to make one up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Is there anything more we can do with this? Or have we just come up like with an idea where we're like, yeah, that would make a cool point and click adventure game. Yeah, point and click adventure. Yeah. <laughs> we I can think, do anything I think extra it. with it. All right. Let's click again. Where's your roll Firewood. Mine is university. And mine is proving. Okay. Proving. Like alcohol? No, uh, P-R-O-V-I-N-G. Oh, okay, yep. So, I mean, I immediately <laughs> okay. go to some sort of fraternity, sorority, sort of um, hazing kind of, like, proving yourself, in, I guess, involving firewood, involving flames. Jumping over the fire, stepping over hot coals. Yeah. Brandishing a, a burning torch. <laughs> yeah. And running uh, naked in the loincloth <laughs> across the campus. <laughs> um, um, okay, so I'm seeing this as, given that, like, we, well, I know Ben and I don't really like fraternities, let's go a secret society that that exists within this university. Okay. So it's, it's like, kind of like a skull well, bones, yeah. sort of secret society. Yeah, or the stonecutters. Um <laughs> Yeah, or the yeah, that makes sense. club. Like yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's a whole heap of like, like almost a, a mystery sort of sort of game where you get a mysterious note um, saying that you must bring um, something to to the fire pit, um, maybe some firewood or something like that. And as, as you go through, there's different. There's different things that you must do to prove that you're trustworthy and... Go through each ritual. Yes. Okay, so this is another sort of narrative sort of thing, I guess. Yeah. Why, why have you been chosen? Um, do they just choose people randomly? Are you a, an especially good student? Do you have connections? I, I think maybe that could be part of the mystery as you're trying to work out why you would have been chosen. Okay. And That's a fantastic answer for avoiding any other questions. <laughs> <laughs> At least until we get later. Um, I'm trying game. to think, but it's just, you know, it's really hard without coming up with the, some of the rest of the story. Yeah, true. Yes. It's, it's all part of the mystery. Well, come up with it, Trevor. Just come up with it. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we're here for. Uh, all right. So, again, I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm, Picturing a bit of a like life is strange kind of vibe. I mean, that was sort of set, that was set at a school as well, but yep, just that sort of. And uh, I mean, I guess that's very similar to a point and click adventure game in a lot of ways, a bit more modern take on it. But again, just the exploring and sort of figuring out what's going on. Yeah, talking to people. Yeah, yeah. We've already done a few games like that, though. I'm I wonder if we can mix it up in a different way. Well, you might you you you've probably been chosen because you're gifted in some way. So maybe there are there are certain things you can do, like mm, uh, tele- can... telepathy, telepathic powers. So, oh, okay. so you have to try and work a... out what's going on in the school, and you've been mm. chosen for something. And you can sort of manipulate your environment a little bit with telepathic powers. Find out what people's reactions are. Gauge things. Yeah, well, I wonder if then this secret society is all of the students who have powers. Yes. 
And so they've sort of, they've sensed your potential. But they're all fiercely loyal to someone higher up in the fraternity. Mm. Uh, not fraternity, in the secret society. And you're <laughs> suddenly outcast because you did something that they didn't want yeah. you for anymore. And now you're, yeah. you're finding out what all these people's powers are and having to fight them or get around them, expose oh, their weaknesses. That's, that's a bit better. So it's a bit more of an... It's a bit more of an action game. Yeah, there, um, there'd like be a, a lot third of third-person action kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a bit of a devil make, like a bit of a devil may cry or a god yeah. of war sort of thing. You jump into the battle and then you'll probably end up dying. But okay, oh maybe maybe your power is more like resurrectiony. So you jump into the battle and you end up dying, but then you wake up a couple of hours later and you're like, oh, what did I do wrong? It must have been. <laughs> Oh, what was his power? It was throwing fireballs. So if I bring you have to prepare water, a bit better, he can't do anything. Yeah. Mm, okay. Cool. If I if so- I end up being wet, if I bring my flaming loincloth, <laughs> I'll be okay. Oh, I kind of like this idea of of the the third person action game mixed with a bit more of the adventure narrative sort of stuff. So in between battles like that. You do. You have the opportunity to go around and talk to people and learn more about yep. what's going on, and also gather resources to prepare help for prepare. the battle, which you now know yep. is coming. Yeah, I like it. Oh, so you've almost got like um, a Batman Arkham Asylum detective mode mm. that you can do some investigation thingies of trying to work out who who the next kid with powers is, mm. and then you can who the next person you know, trying to kill out, you is. Okay, it has got ice powers. Okay, what what's going to beat ice powers? Yep. Okay, the flaming loincloth. Yeah. Okay. Or you can also you can make you can make decisions about where the fight's going to happen. Perhaps. Yep. Where it takes place. Who's going to be witnessed? Or who? Which allies you can bring? They have ice powers, so all right, it's going to. We'll we'll make sure that the confrontation happens at the like beach party with the big fire, the bonfire going on. And then you've got some resources there to, to, to Not take him down. Not in the Olympic-sized swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just turn into an ice skating rink. And it's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Only when you're underneath the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's kind of that's kind of cool. I, I like that. That's an interesting mix of, of genres. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, three, two, one, click. Lacrosse. Spoil. <laughs> Robot. <laughs> robot <laughs> robot lacrosse wars yes that's awesome um it writes itself yeah so it's like battle battle lacrosse i mean lacrosse is from what i hear kind of full on anyway in a lot of ways yeah but- it just rem- it reminds me of that classic gif of the robots playing soccer you know how one tries to kick a goal and the ball's traveling at like negative two kilometers an hour and the the robot sort of jumps <laughs> to try and get it but misses horribly <laughs> yes. I do remember saying that <laughs> so are these are so these like modern today's robots yeah I was going to say are these modern like future robots that can actually play lacrosse or is it literally yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's you say are they're programming piloted. no they're piloted oh okay so they're a bit more like mechs kind of thing there how about how about this they're piloted by people's souls people that have been spoiled oh god <laughs> So this is the so it's kind of like the this is the gladiator wars or like the the gladiator uh, 
Colosseum of the future, when yep. they take the spoiled souls of people who yep. have done things wrong or against their religion or whatever. Yep. They stick them in a giant robot. They stick them in a giant robot and make them play future lacrosse. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Make them play lacrosse. I'm just imagining this big, you know, 18 foot foot pole with a net on the end that is, like, spiked down one end. (laughs) Yeah. Like, beat the shit out of each other. Like a hellbeard on the other. (laughs) (laughs) All armor-plated. This is, like, Evangelion. Yeah, you can, like, throw it as a spear. Yep. Yep. Pin pin down one of the other robots and okay. So what's the ball? Oh, it's mm-hmm. got to be like a giant wrecking ball, doesn't it? A spiky wrecking ball. You could even throw it at the other robots. Yeah, definitely. There's de- yeah, you've got choices here. You can try to get into the goal and win, or you can just eliminate the other team by just blasting it right at their face. Now, as a question, are you piloting one of these robots, or is this like a FIFA? sort of game or is this like a team management game where you sort of equip your team and then watch them play or a bit like a or a bit of a rocket league kind of thing where you it's multiplayer yeah you, yeah you you pilot one of the oh, robots you're piloting one yeah i think i think it would be most fun if you're piloting one oh definitely you yeah. get to you get to equip your robot you could add a management aspect to it as well so i mean and and, and that's you you wouldn't actually be doing that if you're playing the pers- the the soul that's piloting this thing, but uh, <laughs> we can <laughs> we can muddy that up a little bit. But but because I like the idea of being able to um, pick and choose your teammates, yeah, based totally. on their different skills and things, and and whatever the, whatever the sin was they committed to be. This just jumped into the only into- computer game I play now, which is League of Legends. <laughs> so oh it's, yeah, it's yeah. basically <laughs> League of Legends, isn't it? But with giant robots playing lacrosse instead. Totally, we can add tons of char- characters in, and I, I like this a lot. I like this very violent. You can like knock people's limbs off and stuff, and then throw the limbs at them. And <laughs> yes, oh yeah, that's awesome. So you pick up one of the other robots' arms, rip them off, and you've got yep. two weapons suddenly. Totally. <laughs> the end of, if, the, if the at the if at the end of the game, like the the field is not just littered in robot, robot limbs, bits. then you, you're not playing it right. <laughs> Um, so at the end of each, are we doing quarters or halves? I don't know. What does lacrosse have? <laughs> nah, it's got to be like yeah, it's got to okay. be one 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 round because I think by the end of it, you know, your robot's beaten. Well, yeah, but maybe there's an aspect then of of you limit limited resources to maybe you can maybe you can send out there's like the lesser souls that aren't very good at lacrosse, but they are like the ball boys kind of thing. But they go and collect. <laughs> they you've got a little mini game where you have to go and collect <laughs> as much cards. of the of the wreckage <laughs> left on the field <laughs> between the quarters or whatever, uh, and and then use it to yeah to bolster your damaged robot. <laughs> That sounds good. I'd actually play that. Yeah, 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 for sure. My, my main my main concern in the multiplayer mode is, like, within the first 13 seconds of the game, someone basically disarms and dislegs you, and you're basically useless for the, for the next five minutes. Well, I think it's got to be a bit more difficult than that. I don't think you can just take an arm off in one go. If, if you are just a torso, it would be difficult. <laughs> well, but then, then you can, then your teammates can pick you up with the lacrosse stick and launch <laughs> you across the. <laughs> you become a permanent goalie. Field. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, what are the goals even like in lacrosse? Is it just like I think it's similar to hockey, but a little bit bigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you just so that can be a strategy is is block 
the goal with as much wreckage as possible, including, you know, the torsos of your teammates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could even collect bits of robots and just sort of pile it in front of your goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a valid stuff. It's sort of <laughs> no holds barred, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine I like it, it just feeling really good to play. Like, you get hold of the ball and you have to decide, all right, I do have a shot to goal, but also I could just... Like do my, do my power move and slam it right at the opponent who's who's like <laughs> into their face. Yeah, just like slam it right into their face. Possibly take their head off. You just see the soul like fly out of the body, <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully your team member who that person was who that robot was covering will take the goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. it's really cool. I reckon we should move into our final segment. All right. So for our final segment, Alex, what I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, what is your most anticipated video game? Although I guess it could be a board game too for this segment. Oh, I didn't count on you actually saying video game. I thought, well, when we were chatting before, you said game. I did I just like, say game. Awesome. I'm going to throw a spanner in the works and give you a, a board <laughs> That's game. Right. It can be a video game or a board game because uh, for this game, the title is all that matters. Excellent. Okay. Well, um, next year, Seven <laughs> Wonders is a very famous board game. Um, yes. is celebrating its seventh anniversary. Okay. It's a game made by Antoine Bowser. And its seventh anniversary is uh, going to be releasing uh, two smaller expansion packs. One's called the Leaders Anniversary Pack, and the other one is the Cities Anniversary Pack. And both of these are um, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to. Okay. Okay. So the game itself is called Seven Wonders. Yep. And the two expansions are called Leaders Anniversary Pack and Cities Anniversary Pack. All right, so what we're going to do, what we usually do with this segment, is we're going to take the title of that game and we're going to throw away everything that we know about it and we're just going to come up with a new game. And I guess in this case, it could be a video game or a board game. Just and for the record, I, I thought I'd pick one that I, hopefully you guys don't know. I, I, was I right? I, I yeah, heard, I've, I've heard of heard Seven of Wonders, but I haven't played it. Perfect, uh, so you guys yeah. are on a blank slate. So that's it, we're on a blank slate already. We didn't even have to work to, to clear our minds <laughs> of, it, yeah. of pre preconceptions. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to take that name and we're going to come up with a new game based solely on the title. Trevor, do you think we just stick with Seven Wonders or... Uh, we start off with Seven Wonders and then if we've got time, we'll add in the expansions. What would you like me to do? Well, you have to... You have to f- yeah. Everything that you know about Seven Wonders. Oh, I'm trying as well. Okay. With the, with the idea too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so if we just That's take the idea of hard. Seven Wonders, I mean Seven Wonders already. Obviously, you think of the Seven Wonders of the world, and I assume the board game probably has something to do with that. Oh, so we could do that, you. or we could take it in a def- different direction. Maybe you play like a team, like a superhero team called the Wonders. <laughs> Uh, or a band, although that a was band? The I was about that was, to say a band. That was that yeah. thing you do. They were called the Wonders. <laughs> then we're just making a that thing you do video game or board what game. What about seven different crystals? Okay, so the seven different crystals, the Wonder Crystals, and they're spread between seven different cities and held by seven different leaders. <laughs> Ooh, yep. Like it. Uh, and you have to collect them all. Uh, so, what are these? You've got to collect them all. What's the power of these crystals? What do they do? Is this? I, I mean, I think it makes sense that these crystals are somehow what put these leaders into power. That would make sense. They've given yes. them yeah, yeah, yeah. some sort of advantage over. 
I say fellow. slightly. They all have the power to manipulate people, but okay. together they can manipulate nations. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So maybe it's that. Um, maybe each crystal can manipulate a different emotion or something, or Ooh, can yes, yeah. cause, cause and, and it's to- so it's got like an aura. So you you control the crystal and. Within that aura, you can slightly can- manipulate people's mm. emotions. Well, that could be interesting because you could have these very different types of leaders. Then, um, you know, the person who has the fear crystal is is running a very totalitarian kind of state or city. I guess there's cities, but uh, whereas you know, the person who has the love crystal or the happy- <laughs> the happiness crystal or something. <laughs> The love crystal. Uh, no, let's go with that. The love crystal. Um, there's just orgies all the time. <laughs> he just draws a dick on his desk. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I mean, so, you know, he's a much loved, obviously, leader then. And um, there's the yeah, guilt crystal. There's the guilt crystal. And that uh, leader is the leader of the Catholic Church. <laughs> 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 it, it's 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 just it's just in the Vatican. Yeah, that's, that's the, the city. city. It's in Vatican City. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, um, somewhere there's got to be the dark. The dark oh, crystal. Yeah. Yes, yes. And it's a city full of Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What are we up to? Five, six. Uh, no. I, so I'm just wondering. Why are you the one charged it? To- Too much power. Because you're a sociopath and you don't feel emotions. <laughs> <laughs> the crystals were once controlled by an ancient brotherhood that hid them away from from the human race. From, yeah, and these leaders and, and Muppets and Muppets, the Muppet race. <laughs> <laughs> so how did these leaders get a hold of them? They've like, or you, you're trying to return them to their. Safe, the there safe, was a the strange thief that stole all the crystals one night and left an orchid there. Left an orchid in each orchid. place. Yeah. <laughs> and he was paid a lot of money to get these crystals. <laughs> okay, so so somehow, yeah, somehow these crystals were found and these leaders rose to power. And now the Brotherhood has come to you. You've been trained all your life and for this. And your trusty loincloth. What was that, Trevor? <laughs> and your trusty loincloth. Oh, God. It's going to be one of well, those it means episodes. You can, you can fly or teleport. Your loincloth of teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in China. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Tibet. It's cold up here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, the sort of gameplay I'm seeing... Mm-hmm. Is like one of those Assassin's Creedy Banjo Kazooie oh, like yeah, okay. pla- 3D <laughs> platform game. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm amused at the sort of the subject matter. It seems a bit darker than those sorts of games usually have. Well, but it that's, depends, that's it depends what emotions you attribute to the crystals. That's true. It depends what level you're on. Yeah, because there could be just like a happy crystal, a jokey crystal, a stupid crystal. And the doc, the doc okay, crystal, there you go. <laughs> the doc crystal, um, yeah, the sleepy in, crystal. In, instead of one of those, <laughs> instead of one of those sort of three D platform games, how about like the um, Alice, you know, American McGee's Alice? Oh yeah, I mean that took that darker of turn on that sort of thing too. 
Twisted Darker, but still 3D. Yeah, although that one was a bit more linear. I I, I like the idea that you could maybe tackle these in any order a bit more. Um, you've got so your hub world and you, you go off to, all right, I'm going to do some oh, yeah, more yeah. of the the uh, fear crystal levels. Oh, they, they, could be, they could be fun. And you, you're basically building up power of trying to actually stop yourself from becoming influenced by the... Um, by the fear crystals. By yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe you have to... Because the crystals would sort of exude yeah, some you... sort of emotion that would affect your gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. And maybe the sub-bosses actually have, have like, artifacts that can actually stop certain aspects of, say, fear. Mm. Um, yeah, they stop you from just so... running away from... <laughs> well, the from other leaders could... would have to have some sort of defense against the other crystals. Otherwise, you know, one crystal would be more powerful than the others. Yeah. Okay, so maybe there is an order you have to get them in, or at least you have to play up to a certain point of, you know, the happiness crystal to before you can fight the boss of the sadness crystal because yep. they counter each other in some way. That would make sense. Oh, and, and playing it longer and getting further, you get more immunity to to the other the other side. But, yeah. Um, you know, that, that could be kind yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, that could kind of be part of your upgrades and stuff. Um, to slow down the effects of certain certain types of crystals. I imagine a, a fairly large skill tree, like Path to Exile. Mm, mm, yeah. Be sort of, you know, central in a couple of different skills. I mean, you, if you're trained by a, an ancient brotherhood built on protecting these crystals. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a lot of skills at your fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that idea as well, and that you've got, like, there can be sort of um, trees for each of the different emotions. Yes. So maybe it could even be that if you get the right skills, if your fear meter goes up, and, I mean, you can balance this in different ways, but it actually powers some of your moves, powers some of your attacks and Ooh, things. Ooh, yeah. Because um, the dark crystal, that's the that's the ultimate one there, right? Definitely. So you're, you're building your way everything. up to the dark crystal. Yeah. And plus, you have to fight Muppets, not people. Or Muppets <laughs> and people. The, the problem with the Dark Crystal is it's not actually complete. Like, there's a, there's a little shard that you need to need to find. See, I haven't seen the movie in, like, to be 25 years, Trevor, so... <laughs> I'm assuming that's, they I'm made assuming a, board game that's about a reference. It. I'm assuming that's a reference. Well, apparently, they're oh, making no, a sorry. new movie, I think. The Labyrinth. They made a board game about the Labyrinth. Oh, really? I want to play that. I love Labyrinth. Uh, does it feature David Bowie's junk? I believe it has a lot of movie references in it and is quite thematic. I hope that's one of the pieces. <laughs> this is his um, cod piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, the problem is if you play Jarrah, mm. then you've got to actually um, you got to learn, you know, that uh, touch juggling. So you've you've actually like got, you've got, yourself, got like the player has there, to learn it, and you ha- has to do it. Otherwise, they um, have to forfeit the character. The, the character of Jareth. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... Okay. Whoever plays Jareth is the one who can do... What is it? Fushigi? The best? Yeah. Yeah. So you fight the Dark Crystal. You have to kill the Muppets. You have to... Then you have to kill the people who are controlling the Muppets. <laughs> yep. And, yeah, that's uh, right. You have to fight people and Muppets. extra hard, yeah. You knock a Muppet off a hand and then you, the person just stands up and... <laughs> <laughs> you just see a hand yeah. just... <laughs> Sitting there, goes, <laughs> well, you're essentially fighting someone that has three hands, right? Because the Muppet's got two hands, and the person controlling the Muppet <laughs> has a spare hand. It's a pretty skilled puppeteer. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> you get you get to the final one, and it's like um, you actually find out that you've just been going up against Goro from. <laughs> but he's a puppeteer. He's <laughs> like so he's like yeah, a puppet, puppet on each hand. <laughs> and then you fi- and then you find out that the go- that Goro itself is just a puppet, and inside is Jim Henson. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm not dead. Harry. <laughs> it was me the whole time. I was the I was your beloved Goro this whole time. <laughs> oh, All right, I think um, we'll I think we'll end it. Yeah, I think we'll on that note. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. That was really good. We're just going to go through our housekeeping and such here. So, if you want to find us on the social medias, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as BitStormCast. Uh, we also now have a Facebook group on Facebook, funnily enough, where we now put up a, a listener click pitch every week. So, we put up a couple of random words and we get your ideas uh, of the game designs that could come from that. So, come and join us there, facebook.com slash groups slash BitStorm, or just, just search for BitStorm and you'll find it. You can also find us on iTunes, so uh, rate, review, subscribe to us there. That would be great. Uh, we also have a website, bitstormcast.com. Uh, we'd like to thank Kuradust for the song Map Defiance of the album Container Failure. We'd like to plug the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. You can find them on Facebook and or Twitter by following the hashtag AGPN. Uh, ben, would you like to plug your own website? <laughs> Don't say it like that every time. Come on, man. <laughs> nah, um, ben has developed an amazing website called Podchaser. I recommend that you go to podchaser.com, search for Bitstorm, and rate all our episodes five stars. Yeah, do that. Especially uh, this one. Yeah, definitely. Five plus star. We'll, we'll, I'll, add, I'll, I'll go in there. I'm the developer. I'll add an extra six star just for this episode. <laughs> uh, in fact, um, Ben's just going to add it to his user so he can go and six and- star all the episodes that I that I like. <laughs> Definitely. I'd also like to mention the two pods a day campaign that we're participating in in October. Uh, you can check that out with the hashtag two pods uh, two pods a day number two pods a day. Uh, all through the month of October, they'll be highlighting two independent podcasts per day. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a good little campaign that they, that they've been doing for a few months now. Uh, and Alex, do you want to tell us where, tell our listeners where people can find you? Sure. Um, I'm on Twitter at Blue Room BG, where you can argue with me about game mechanics or things coming out. And it also shows you uh, photos of games that I'm playing at the time. I have Dysard, the podcast, on thevideoshoppod.com.au. And we are actually starting a brand new podcast network called Boomer Radio or Boomer Radio Network. And um, that'll be brnau.com, as in Burner. Boomer Radio Network Australia.com. And uh, that's going to feature lots of really, really good board game stuff. So we've got a review show. We've got like an audio play show. We've got an interview show. We've got like really good educational stuff. If you're into design, um, yeah, it's going to be huge. Cool. When we launch. Sounds awesome. And come and find me at PAX at the TGDA booth. That'd be good. Definitely. We'll be at PAX too, but we don't have a booth. We'll just be around. <laughs> Uh, will be the two guys in the Bitstorm t-shirts going... <laughs> Listen to our podcast. Hey, you want to come on our podcast? <laughs> we'll look out for you. Uh, yeah, so I think we'll finish there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Alex for joining us. No problem. Thanks, Trevor, for being on 
our podcast again. <laughs> you remind me of the babe, Trevor. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do? You do. <laughs> do what? <laughs> remind me of the babe. <laughs> <laughs>